Hello, everybody, and welcome back to For Your Run. I'm going to get it right this week. I am Sean. <laughs> I am one of your hosts. I am joined by Blair, the other host. Hello, Blair. Hi. How's it going? Uh, I would say this week it's going okay. I'm going to okay. try and be a little bit more honest right. um, this week. But um, I am a bit grouchy about my body, but I we're going to get that MRI and we're going to figure things out. Uh, the MRI is this week. We do know that. We have confirmed. We have full confirmation that it is yes. this week. <laughs> now, by the time this episode comes out, I will have gotten the MRI. I will yeah, have, we should have some results. MRI. I know. It'll be great. We'll, uh, it'll we'll be like an episode everyone. of Mari, except I'm not, you know, it'll just be MRI. It's not a paternity Much less test. fun. Much less fun. Um, Someone will come out of the wings and come and claim something. That's right. That's right. Um, we'll get a whole studio audience of rabid people that want to fight about everything and we'll read the results. It'll be great. That sounds um, great. Yeah. Um, so today, our guest does a lot of things like she me. Does. So I was all about it. Um, <laughs> He started brunch running. She started the brunch run. Her name is Alex. She is, oh, I drew so much wonderful encouragement and mm -hmm. positivity and all of these things from talking with Alex. Her name on Instagram is Alex. And now here's the thing, Blair. Yes. I forgot to ask Alex how to You're perfectly right. say her last name. So here's Alex. It's me, Sean. Really I hope you're doing well. Advance. I am going to try and say your last name. It shouldn't be this hard. I think I'm going to get it right. But if I don't. Okay, well, I'm ready to give my best guess when you're it's ready. So. Alex Weissner. Oh, so you went with an S more of a, than a Z sound, huh? Weissner. 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 I don't know. I'm, I'm giving it a Z sound. Weisner. So it's Alex, A-L-E-X. Last name, W-E-I-S-S-N-E-R. Maybe one of us got it right. Maybe we favorite. both got it terribly wrong. I, you um, know, we're going to message her after this and then we'll be like, hey, we're real yeah. sorry. <laughs> we did our best. We're doing our best. Um, but yeah, let's just go ahead and get right into this episode because it's a good one. So please wonderful. enjoy some time with Alex. Enjoy. All right. Today we are joined by Alex and Alex, this has been a little bit of a long time coming and i will also preface this with um i continue to have brunch run fomo because oh, i haven't too. been able to make it there me too. but welcome to the pod how are you <laughs> thank you i mean i'm great today we ran this morning we got some pancakes and it was a delightful morning that is a delightful morning i feel it, like anytime you can combine food and running it's just like the best day ever <laughs> And it should be like that every day, right? It should. It really should. It but really it's just should. like so much more fun with like friends and like going mm -hmm. out to places for brunch. I can eat brunch at all meals. So <laughs> Yeah. Um before I, I have a, a nice laundry list of brunch running questions, <laughs> but I, I do want to also take some time today to talk just about you as a runner. Um, and I, I certainly, as we get into the other things, Alex, I am sure that. Um, I'll just sit here and be excited to ask someone questions that I myself struggle with on the regular as someone trying to do 20 things. Um, but what I, in trying to go back through all of your Instagram feeds, which 
you have a lot of posts. And I was like, there comes a point where I can run out of time. Um, so I just want to ask you the the vanilla question right off the top, which is who or what got you into running? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I, I've been an athlete my entire life. And growing up, all the sports I played were like run adjacent or like running was part of the cross training for it. So I did everything from like ballet to soccer to basketball and then really gone to ski racing in high school. And that's how I ended up in Colorado originally was to pursue a dream of becoming a ski racer. Mm -hmm. And running was a big part of my cross training. I hated it. Me and my friends would find ways to get out of the one one mile warm up that we were doing like before strength workouts during dry land. And then I just started running one year in the off season because it was something to do. And that kind of just stuck with me as I went through college, I'd go for runs. And then I moved to New York after college and was a poor, broke 21 year old. Uh huh. I just started running along the East River by my apartment. And then when I moved back out West, just kind of kept running and never like thought of myself as a runner for a long time. But I think since I've always been an athlete, then I just kind of was like, I want to start. I was living in Phoenix and I was like, I'm going to start running some 5Ks and signing up for different races. And then a few girlfriends were like, let's go to Vegas and run the rock and roll half. Mm -hmm. And that kind of really started that catalyst for like longer distances. And as I got older, running became very social. Denver's always kind of had a really great running community and one that focused around when you're a broke 25 year old (laughs) (laughs) that had food and happy hour and it was this opportunity of like to go out and meet people. And it was just like, so we'd go to one place on Tuesday nights, one other place on Thursday nights. And that just became part of my regular life. And then, yeah, I yeah. just started getting more and more into it. And then was like, all right, where's the gap in the market? And that wasn't even kind of like the catalyst for brunch running, even was at first it was, sorry, my heat's now turning off. Uh, no, that's okay. <laughs> um, I'm like, it distracted me. Um, and then it was just, that was kind of like the catalyst for everything else. And really where it's like, all right, I actually really do enjoy running and it's fun. It gets, it's my excuse to travel most of the time mm-hmm. and my excuse to have social time with my friends. Yeah. I love um, that. Yeah. Likewise. I, I, uh, Blair and I's relationship has effectively become planning <laughs> trips to go run um, so that we have excuses um, for my wife and I to escape from where we are and Blair to escape where, you know, where she is. Um, what? Uh, so you go to college in Colorado, you go to New York. Um, was it just a love of Colorado that brought you back like it it seems like and I'm only speaking from experience of others telling me like people go to Colorado and they're like yeah this is just a place that I want to be and and was that kind of the same thing for you yeah and like I grew up in the New York City area so like I thought like you graduate college Mm -hmm. and you go to New York that's just like Uh even though (laughs) by that point in my life I was so far removed from so much of that. And when I got back to New York, I was just like, I miss outside. Mm-hmm. Like I miss being able to go and hike and ski and do all these things that I love to do. And I was just like, felt so out of body for myself. And then 
had to stop over and hang out with my folks in Arizona for a little bit because I graduated college at the time of the recession. Yeah. <laughs> it was just like, all right, well, I guess I'm moving. My parents thought there'd be empty nesters, but JK, Joe, <laughs> here I am. Um, I'm back. I'm back. And then I had a lot of friends from college and high school that were all moving to Denver or were in Denver. And I was like, I'm going to Denver. Like mm -hmm. Phoenix is hot. It doesn't snow. This doesn't work for my lifestyle. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to come back to Colorado. I kept trying to go back up to the mountains. It wasn't working. And now almost 15 years later, I'm still here. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I mean, thriving, if we're being honest, like everything that you've worked on and, and, and you know, like you said, um, Colorado just seems like a place where you can you could probably like blindfold yourself, spin, have someone spin you around and point in a direction. And that direction is going to take you to do something fun, whether it's skiing or hiking or, or any of those things. So um, you, you kind of set up my next question and you've already kind of answered it. And I was just curious, like Colorado Phoenix, like running in terms of doing things, what do you love and hate and in terms of both of those places you've already kind of answered the phoenix one a little bit but um if you want to elaborate on that you're welcome to so i'm probably in a very small minority i hate summer like i don't like being hot i don't like overheating and phoenix is so much of that like mm -hmm. i love being outside all year long like i went for a run in nine degrees on Thursday in Crested Butte and it was beautiful and magical and I got coffee afterwards and I was happy. 85 degrees, I'm gonna be like complaining <laughs> about <laughs> Hey, I think it's great that you know that about yourself, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, if we can all just know like, that about ourselves, yeah, it's, it's good. It, it is, it's a really good factor. Like, yeah. I'm planning a trip with some girlfriends for the summer and I was like, look, at least we're going someplace with water because I won't yeah, complain about how that's hot true. it is. Yeah. yeah, you do need water if it's going to be warm. You got to have some mm -hmm. way to cool off. <laughs> yeah. And that's always my theory. I'm like, when, if you, if I can't cool off, I'll mm -hmm. be miserable. Like, so Phoenix, my family's all there. I love them dearly. I visit when it's not summer. Mm -hmm. and yeah. Phoenix has a amazing like trail running system and running community. And it's really fun to like jump in with them when I am down there. But yeah, I mean, Colorado is magical year round. Like mm -hmm. I can run outside year round. I can trail run. I can find there's skiing, there's hiking. There's so much to do outside and you can still even get on the water on our lakes. Yeah. Yeah. It, it seems like a welcome place to, um, subconsciously combat burnout to some extent mm -hmm. like there's so many different things that you can kind of just balance it that, sounds yeah. really lovely i now i'm really interested in going this year <laughs> yeah how can Visit we go us? to colorado this year <laughs> ever, that's the question <laughs> yeah ever since uh we first spoke alex there's there's always been a part in the back of my head that is pseudo like so when can we finally sneak out to Denver? Because, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, I do just want to get out there and enjoy it. And um, I wouldn't be overly objective if Blair was there at the same time as me. Just um, <laughs> I would love to see her sheer vis like visceral reaction of rage to the cold weather and all of those <laughs> things while it's happening. I just saw snow for the first time in 40 years, Alex, in November. Oh, so wow. It was magical. I really loved snow. I don't think I could live in it forever, but it was so fun to play. <laughs> I got to do yeah. all the really like fun 
things that you imagine you do in snow. I built a snowman. I made, I had a snowball fight. I did a snow angel. I made someone pull me on a sled. (laughs) Yeah, I love it. It was great. (laughs) So, um, I, I know uh, through mutual friends of ours, shout out to Ash Larson. Our, I, know. I uh, do love Ash. I love Ash her. Is, Ash is <laughs> She's the best. so awesome. Um, so you're going to be running the Run Colfax half. Yes. Is is half, um, is that your go-to happy distance? I think so. I mean, I really do enjoy a 15K. Like, yeah, that's yeah. It. we're with you, Alex. We both, I think we like that distance. It's mm-hmm. like, I like a 15K, I like a half. Yeah, those are good. I like that. I like a 10K. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, and those then, are good. Like, they're easy. It's not that they're easy distances to train for. It's when you have a busy life and lots mm-hmm. going on. Like we all know marathon training is a commitment mm-hmm. and it's a big commitment mm-hmm. that, like, running a half or a 15K, like, they're fun distances. Mm-hmm. And it's also like, it's not taking up your entire day right? and yeah. seven days later, um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> more <laughs> a month later, later, that was for us. We were like, <laughs> we're burnt out on running. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm going to go on vacation now, mm-hmm. <laughs> but like, it's a really nice, like fun distance and Colfax is a really great race. It takes you through some awesome parts of the city. They changed the course up for the half last year and it was, I loved the new course. I thought it was really fun. You get to run through a fire station. You That's see downtown. Cool. Like, that is cool. You get to run through the zoo. Like, and last year when I was going through the zoo, at one point there were like baby geese running, and all of a sudden you're just like, "Where did they come from?" But they like got in the like started just running with the runners because they're like, "Oh, well these there's we people moving. I should go do this. <laughs> we should follow them." <laughs> I like that the, this new course design is checking like all of those boxes of like when someone asks you when you're six, what you want to be when you grow up, you're like, yeah, I want to work at the zoo. I want to be I a do. firefighter. Yep. Like it's checking all these boxes. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of here for mm-hmm. it. Yeah. I yeah. love all of it. Yeah. yeah. Like the half is a really fun, great course. And Colfax is a great job producing all of it. Well, um, your enthusiasm about it and Ash's enthusiasm about it. Um, I have found myself this weekend, especially thinking like that would be a fun race to mm-hmm, go do. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of our friends have all been out in Mesa this weekend, have, um, yeah. crushing it. And that has been another one that I'm like, mm-hmm. I could, uh, to your point, Alex, like I could probably get out to Arizona in February. That would be mm-hmm. okay. But, um, I'm not, I'm not going to be swayed on a race in, uh, in Phoenix July. in August or anything like that. Right. <laughs> It's a different type of heat. It's a dry heat. Mm-hmm. That's what my mom says. And I go, it's 120 degrees. It's mm-hmm. hot. It does feel different coming from humid heat. It is different. Yeah. I don't know why. It's mm-hmm. like I can it's hot, but I can still breathe where it's like in Florida. I'm like, I'm drowning in the moisture in the air. Yeah. 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 Um, my one humorous takeaway from my one trip to Phoenix, Alex, is I did a very dumb thing and walked very far on a very hot day and I tie dyed a shirt from sweat. So like I, I sweated a lot and then I dried and the sun just baked to the, like, so the shirt just has tie dye in it. Do you um, still have the shirt? I do. Um, mostly as a reminder of how very poor judgment that was on that day. So yeah, that, that is my one goofy takeaway from, from Phoenix. But, oh yeah. There's so many weird crazy silly experiments you can do like outside with like crayons and 
cookies and eggs in the summer down there. Science. Science. It will live with me forever. I was there for, I put like a potential job. This was years ago now. And I told one of the interviewers that story. I was like, I went for a walk just to see how the heat was. And he got really like, he... He got very mad at me. He was like, <laughs> did you see anyone else out? And I said, no. And he said, of course you didn't. It's August in Phoenix. And I was like, I'm sorry. I didn't know this was going to cause such a reaction. But he was, yeah, he was very uh, concerned that I did that. So That's I was funny. like, okay, I got it. Lesson learned. Um, yeah, it's like in the summer, if you're doing something outside, you need to do it before like 6 a.m. Mm-hmm. Like, That's crazy. My dad used to be a very big cyclist and mm-hmm. like he, him and his friends would go out at like four, four thirty in the morning to do 50, 60 miles yeah. before 7 a.m. Because that was like the cool enough time. And even the summers that I've spent down there where you're getting up that early. I mean, the sun's out. So mm-hmm. like kind of just yeah. adjust to it because but that's the and at that point, it's still only like 90 degrees. Ex- 90 only. Degrees. Yeah. 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 Well, on that note, we are going to both one cool down and two talk yeah. about things that are m- more exciting, which are yeah. running in a cooler place, yeah. followed by eating delicious things, um, <laughs> followed then by the creation mm-hmm. of brunch running, um, which I, I have flashbacks when I think about this concept, Alex. I, when I was in college, one of my professors in design, like one of my design classes was like, the most obvious choices or the most obvious ideas are usually the most frustrating and annoying just like ideas to the people who didn't think of them. And brunch running is one of those things. It's like, it's so like obvious and good and just wonderful all at the same time. Um, so you think of this, you co-found brunch running 2013. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So how does it, it I'm, I'm sure it may, maybe it wasn't an obvious choice or maybe it was, but how does brunch running come to become a thing? Yeah. Uh, so I think for a lot of things, like, especially with this, this was just something that was a habit and it was something that I think so many runners just do anyway. And then, you know, and I know like for our, we probably were not the first people to think of this. And there's other like sure. people that probably had a similar idea at similar times. And it is like the book, Big Magic talks about it a lot where like the ideas float around and it just who yep. kind of like puts that idea into Runs motion. With it. Yep. Yeah. Like, pun intended in this case. <laughs> and it was one of those things where as a collective in our kind of like friendship circle, a few of us would we're going for runs on a regular basis on Sunday mornings and then eating brunch and then like watching football and hanging out and doing all these things. And so good. Me personally, I love to like work out and eat. That's just, and if it involves breakfast, it's even better. Mm-hmm. Um, but at that point, me and my co-founder, we both had worked in hospitality. And when we launched, I was working in PR and digital marketing in hospitality adjacent and I had just started like producing a food festival with some friends here in town and got to know a lot of the restaurants and talking to these restaurants and it was just like they're empty when we come in for brunch yeah we're the first people here at 10 a.m like and everyone else doesn't show up till like 11 11 30 because we went for our runs got here at 10 hung out like yeah and so it was just then asking one of the restaurants I worked with, 
on this food festival, hey, can we bring a group in? And like before that, we would just like pick different restaurants and like run Mm -hmm. to those restaurants and our crew would show up. Some people ran, some people didn't. And then once we started asking these restaurants, like we just, I used my PR skills and just started putting the word out there. And we then built a calendar and the big focus that we were changing with some versus some of the other run clubs was we were moving locations Mm -hmm. so that you got to experience different restaurants in the city. You got to experience different trails and just the whole park system of Denver. And I think for part of that is also like, you know, you run the same place over and over again, your body gets used to it. Mm -hmm. Injury (laughs) injuries happen. This helps prevent injury. Mm -hmm. Uh I like to say, because Uh you are running on different places and, it gives you that social community too. So like yeah. our first run had like 40 people showed up Wow! and it was just like amazing. So at that point we were running every single weekend. And for a few years we were doing that where we would just like reach out to these restaurants every single weekend, go to a different restaurant. And then the years just kind of added up. We mm-hmm. added in um, our, the Denver road race, in 2014, we did a run club in Phoenix. We did a run club in Austin. We were doing pop-ups in New York and San Diego. And then the pandemic kind of hit. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Um, when your main focus is starting and finishing at restaurants and restaurants are closed, yeah. like it was kind of just, all right, what happens next? Yeah. And at that same point, I had started my own PR company and was, so we had a lot of synergy between the food and restaurant and hospitality clients I had and a lot of our partners. So from my perspective, everything was very tied together and very easy to be like, Oh, I have a bloody Mary mix company. This is a great marketing opportunity for them at our run club Mm -hmm. and really get out there. But I think the biggest thing we saw was adults want a sense of community Mm -hmm. and coming back in this 2.0 version of brunch running now like this year is that community need and pull something people still want like mm-hmm. we're at, minus last week when it was eight degrees <laughs> <laughs> yes yes um our run like we're back on our schedule of every single weekend our group is out we're running and we're there together you know people are either training some people are training for marathons some people aren't we have a whole, I mean, today we had everyone from a baby being pushed in a stroller mm. till people in their seventies. And yeah. you get this whole amazing group of runners and people out there. And then we get to sit and have brunch afterwards together. And you can have all these different conversations and it's so much fun. Cause it's like, Oh, well, wh- what are you training for? Oh, d- or where did you like to go on a trip? And that's like the favorite game of like, where have you ran or experienced and, you yeah. know, and friendships are made. Yeah, I mean, all of this has me just thinking, like you said, like, sure, a lot of people probably have thought about brunch running over time and things like that. But um, an idea really doesn't take off until like all of the catalysts seem to make Mm -hmm. a lot of sense. And the fact that you're in a place that is so activity driven, right? It's the whole community Mm -hmm. is activity driven. And then certainly, like you said, to to wrap that up, like there's that added benefit of all of those wonderful shared experiences of you can go out for a run and everyone's running, but 
there's so many unique perspectives and and stances at the same time like having that wide of an audience to to be able to share stories and and all those things is a really cool and exciting part of it and and you know the funny part for me too was you were like it it helps with you know not getting injured well the other part too is you're fueling your body so well Mm because you're getting brunch after it like it's just all good um i mean you're never gonna hear me turn down like a pancake and mimosas and all of those things after a run like that arguably there's not a better way to finish a run than all of those things um it brings it all together and that's been like the big part is like that run and that refuel and you know you talk to any nutritionist and or registered dietitian and they're like you need to eat protein, carbs, and fat and Mm -hmm. breakfast and brunch are really a meal that hits that spot. And with the status being a little bit extremely social, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which fills up other cups that you need, you know, that's right. Your emotional cup, your mental health cup, Mm -hmm. like it fills all of those things. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, I think too, like subconsciously, like weekends, like Sunday mornings, there's not a better day to, to like Mm -hmm. have that just kind of sitting on your calendar. Mm -hmm. Um, and and you spoke to you know the the pre covid post covid just in my experience in other facets of life i, I think mm-hmm. that there's been a bit of a not that not that it was lacking but there's been a resurgence of excitement and energy to get back to the communities that you had and almost a new appreciation mm-hmm. um is there anything that you've just seen since things have come back that is different uh or how it has evolved um you know pre to post isn't anything like that yeah well i think a lot of people a started running during covid when everything shut down running and hiking and getting outside was one of the things people could do Mm -hmm. and i mean i know for me personally i really got into trail running during Mm -hmm. covid because it was just like i had a point where all of a sudden i was like all right my both of my businesses have like essentially shut down yeah um i can i don't have to be up at the crack of dawn anymore trying to fit things in throughout a day like i can go out for a hike we can hike every single weekend and you know the trails weren't that crowded during the week and figuring all stuff out so it's just like i got myself out of my own comfort zone and then that kind of led to like saying let's also do a trail run um in partnership with another community i'm i'm a part of that likes to do adventures they really were part of that catalyst for me to bring the company back in general where like i should have had a business retreat with like a completely bus- different business idea that for something new to start and they're like but you keep talking about these old things like in this and like you know for that it was then this past october our road race was the largest it's ever been um we kept i kept just like increasing the capacity because people kept asking hey Mm -hmm. can we do this and there's just like you know what we have space we've got the restaurants are excited to be back we have all these amazing partners like we can do this and all the the fact of the matter that you're technically like seven of our Mm -hmm. race was our biggest event ever as a company and that was just like a huge thing and then to add this trail race on top of it like two weeks later was really incredible to see oh we also people want to do things like this Mm -hmm. so seeing that all come together 
has just been really cool in the past year. And even starting up with this year, I was like, I don't know, are people going to want to run with us every single weekend again? Yes. And <laughs> yeah. And so many people have said, I was so sad when brunch running stopped running every single weekend because they're like, I loved running with your crew. And now like, they're like, we're all hanging out again every Sunday. Yeah. Someplace new. We get to hang. We get to do these runs. We have these bigger races also kind of as a team on the calendar. And I think it gives you even that mm-hmm. inclusion. You feel included and in part of this team. So whether, you know, we had athletes running Surf City today and, you know, you're cheering them on. And that's a huge part of it, even if we're not all together at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and how... How did that, um, I, I know that you've been, I had this later down in my list of stuff, but like giving yourself an opportunity to like celebrate little wins in your days mm-hmm. and things like that. How did, did you give yourself a little bit of space to, to feel the, um, happiness and joyfulness of like COVID happens and, it's not to say that it wasn't successful, but we all have those things in the back of our minds of like, am I doing enough? Is the community really what I think it is? And then to come back and have people relay all of this wonderful, you know, uh, Blair and I joke with each other that like people that put compliments in front of us were like, mm, that, yeah. like, did you give yourself a little bit of space to to have that moment of like, this is really awesome that these people missed it are excited to be back and all of that. Yeah. And it's, I think I've, it took me a long time and I have an amazing team of ambassadors that like, I wouldn't be, that nothing would have happened in the past year without them. And like, yeah, I was always joking last year where I was like, oh, I should have done this, but like, just take a step back. Look at how awesome all of this did come together. And with their support and seeing things and the feedback they were able to provide and how they each even helped me take over ownership of aspects of the things. They basically, I joked with them because they made me a beautiful word doc. A lot of them are teachers because it's all color coded. <laughs> and I was like, well, you all just made yourselves jobs for race, the races moving forward. Mm-hmm. And like, but you also gave me invaluable feedback and helped me celebrate those small wins of like, we sold, like we sold out the race and they managed it together. We put on a trail race where I had never put on like a trail race, like yeah. I marked a trail course before. And like, I had no idea how to use flower. I was like, Oh my God, that's a genius idea. <laughs> so <laughs> taking things like all that and those like looking back and it is that times of always looking back of like, we crushed it. Like yeah. how did that even happen? And it was because like, I think, a, the community asked for it. And then from the other perspective of, I was like, we've never raised over $8,000 for nonprofits in one year. And we did that in six months. Yeah. Amazing. Like, yeah. And the fact that they're not the nonprofit partners that we have, these are like long-term relationships and to be able to now see the impact that we're having, whether it's like with girls on the run and, mm-hmm. or Metro caring, like, we're actually making a difference in the communities that we're a part of and we're putting kind of essentially our money where our mouth is mm-hmm. and helping other people get access to food and access to running and you know everyone just have more fun in life mm-hmm. and, le- and have yeah. a better life yeah 
yeah um it, yeah this is where i'll put on my my business um awkward hat on a little bit was it this is the thing that i have the hardest time with and i, I think it's kind of that you never quite like I had read one of your posts recently and you're, you're talking about like being a little bit better about like, let's make what I can do today more achievable mm -hmm. and like celebrate when I get those things done. And, and don't simply just say I got like me, Alex, like I am still kind of in that lane of like, I might've gotten the three or four things I wanted to get done today, but now I could get 10 things done. And I, mm -hmm. I'm not successful unless I don't stop, you know, I, I have to keep pushing and all that stuff. But what, it, was it odd for you at first? Like it's, it's, it's still odd for me. Um, it's, it's weird that people just willfully want to involve themselves in what you do. And I, you know, I, I think from a design sense for me, like I am a design centric person. So what makes design work for me is that I'm also like my own worst inner critic. Like I can give myself the hard truths to go back and tweak things and and try to be better. And then that also portrays itself into everything else that I do, which is like, oh, I feel like I'm not succeeding. And then people are like, hi, I'm person. And I want to do things for you. And you're like, what? Like, what is that? Like, did did you have any of that like struggle at first, or was it just kind of nice to have people showing up? Oh yeah, I think like I definitely had some learning lessons um, in my PR company when we were at our biggest. I had five employees, and learning how to delegate and manage and essentially become a leader is a whole nother thing. And I think yeah. I started reading a lot of books on personal development mm -hmm. and just business growth and listening to podcasts on that. Cause I was like, I have, I don't think I was ever really set up in my careers prior to then lead a team. Like all of a sudden I was just given interns and told, teach them things, tell them to do what you do. And <laughs> okay. And then that was kind of the approach I started taking with my team at my PR company was I essentially want to train you to do what I do and take my job. Like yeah. that is my goal. And that, was my approach there. And now seeing like some of those former employees, they have their own agencies now. Mm -hmm. And for me, I'm like, that means I succeeded at doing my job. If they can mm -hmm. run their own agencies and have their own businesses, because yeah. that means I did a good job at like, and passing the baton and it creates. So now with brunch, that's something where we don't, it's still just me and my amazing team of ambassadors and the fact yeah. that they still show up and I'm, you know, they're all volunteers mm -hmm. and, yep. you know, but there are stuff where I'm like, all right, if you're coming up to bail, I will pay for your hotel room. You're, you're coming out to dinner. We're still having a sense of community yeah. and little stuff where they're like next year leading up to the races. So our trail race is in May this year. They're like, you're no longer allowed to answer the info, the general email box, starting yeah. <laughs> two weeks before because like those are all questions we are all capable of answering mm -hmm. yeah. and like one like ashley has it she helped support i took a vacation for two weeks in december and she helps lead around she was in charge of her social during that time so like she can go in there and like yeah. answer questions and so there's all these people that whether they're at another event or at our events, even like today, there's several people that can answer questions about mm -hmm. what's going on. Yeah. They all have their feedback. And like one guy that's run with us for a very long time, 
he's delegated to himself that he's the person that marks our courses for our run club every Sunday. Like, I love that. Amazing. He took it on himself a couple of years ago. It's like, oh, I chalk things out. And, you know, and, unless he's not going to be there and he'll let me know. But like, mm-hmm. yep. he, I'm pulling up the start setup and he's heading out for his first <laughs> laps to go put down chalk. And yeah. it's just, I've also learned, and it's, I think it's the truth anyway, when you, if you want to get to the next level, like you cannot do everything on your own. Mm-hmm. And yeah. even if you look at like elite athletes, Olympians, all these people, even in individual sports, they're not getting there by themselves. They have a whole team supporting them. And if you really want to succeed in whatever you're doing, you need to have people there to support you because otherwise you are going to get burnt out. Like, mm-hmm. and that was something, you know, ask learning how to ask for help. Yeah. Where yeah. there's something, it was just like, find how to do it. in like really basic things of even letting people open a door for you mm-hmm. or hold open a door for you. And then I like this, um, one of the pot business podcasts I was listening to where it was talking about asking for help. It was anytime anyone asks you if you need help on anything, doesn't matter what it is, just say yes and do that for a while. And then you'll get into the habit. So it would be like little things of, do you need help carrying this to your car? Or can I hold the door? Like, it's like, yes, thank you. And it's yeah. just like, take those baby steps and then everything else just becomes easier. And you realize too, that your life becomes easier because you're not stressed out about 6 million different things that are going on. And like, yeah, I've had, yeah, yeah. that's a great lesson. I think it's hard as adults, right. To ask for help. So I feel like sometimes Mm -hmm. we think like that means less of us when it actually Mm -hmm. means like more and we're giving Mm -hmm. other people the opportunity to, you know, to be a support Mm -hmm. network somehow. (laughs) And for people to learn other skills, I think that's Mm -hmm. the biggest thing. And Mm -hmm. if you do want to grow in your career or even in your running, like I know sometimes like everyone, you can go online, you can find how to run a marathon, get a plan, but that might not be the best thing for you. And so how do you, what are the things in your life that you can tailor? And you you know, if you do hire a coach, you're going to see really great gains. And I think this just in general, this mindset of not asking for help, whether you need a coach, whether you need a therapist, whether you just need a really great massage gun. Yeah, Yeah, right. (laughs) There's all these things like that they'll add value to your life. And when that, like you said before, like filling up your own cup, then -hmm. you're able to like pour more and share all Mm -hmm. that energy with everyone else. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Well, and I, I, um, I had, I had gone through your, your blog posts too, and, and saw you, you brought it up there. Like that question of like, when, when, when is it clear? How can we make it clear that, you know, you need a run coach and, and things like mm-hmm. that. And, um, yeah, I mean, all of that stuff was very, very well said. I have like no, and, and and in a way too, Alex, I, I'm I'm kind of taking mental cues because I'm I'm definitely um, sitting in that chair a little bit. Blair's smiling down there. I see her. Um, Blair is always um, very polite to ask if I I need things, and our friend Ash is awesome in those regards. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I, I think. The last six or seven months of of my life has absolutely been to that place of um oh okay okay um only through talking to people would i i would outline like the things i'm doing and they'd be like 
and there's nobody helping you. And once enough people say something like that to you, it starts to become a little bit obvious that maybe you need to be a little better about asking for help and those types of things. So um, I think everything you just went through there is, is um, kind of a place that is a new territory of sorts for me. Um, and it's, I think it's also super like positively affirming um, to, and I will say these words, but then I'll know like probably in your subconscious, you're like, I'm not because no one ever looks at themselves as like, I'm on the other side and I get it now because we're always all learning and adapting. But um, I think it's a very, uh, it's a great thing for me to hear you person um, be able to be like, you know, that there is this whole new like trust tree of sorts that, 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 that I have and um, to be able to see you then continue to grow and expand and and have these people that you trust is is an awesome thing so um that makes me really happy for where you're at and everything that you're working on which is um is a really cool place to be so kudos to all of those things thank you kudos to them like honestly yeah, like, yeah. it's all the it's they're all amazing and i think it is one of those things where I have big, crazy dreams for brunch running, like, mm -hmm. and in order to get to where I want to go, like, I need people who know how have a one skill. They can do one thing really, really well because it's mm -hmm. I me doing everything means everything only gets maybe say like one to five percent or something. But mm -hmm. if I can have one person focusing one hundred percent of their energy on that one thing, that means it's going to turn out better than yeah. right, me giving it five percent mm -hmm. and. You know, it gives me the opportunity to work on the things that I need to work on. And that I think at this stage is definitely where we're headed, where it's like, I don't need to be worrying about answering the, info, the general the information yeah. <laughs> yeah. box on, like leading up in the two weeks up to race day. I need to be making sure that like everything for race day is dialed in. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So we've talked a lot about brunch running. You've talked a lot about the, the races themselves. Um, I, I know that the brunch run itself came a few years after brunch running really kicked off. Like mm -hmm. what, what kind of transpired for you that led you to be like, this is the next step of brunch running. I, I want to get into the actual brunch run part of it. It was something that, so at that point in the like year or two prior to even starting brunch running, just on the side of my regular job, um, I was running for a blog here in Denver. And the guy that started the blog said, hey, this festival from Boston wants to come out here. Does anyone want to help with it? And I raised my hand. First year did not get paid. just like got to learn and yeah. really saw how festivals came together. And at that same point, I was running a lot of races on the weekends. And it was just like crossing the finish line. It was so boring. <laughs> Like there's no other way to, it was just like, great. We crossed the finish line. There's no celebration. Like sometimes there were like fun after parties if it was like a themed event, but it just was like a little lackluster and the food was always a little mm -hmm. just bananas and plain yogurt. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. And you're just like, okay. So we're really just copying, pasting, changing different themes, maybe sometimes throwing in a donut or a pumpkin pie. Right. And I think just also working with in the marketing space of restaurants, I was like, I hear from some of my clients, like they're empty on, they're pushing for breakfast in the mornings or 
there were, and at this point, brunch, especially in Denver, wasn't as big of a meal in general. Um, on the East Coast growing up, like brunch yeah. was always something we did. Right. That was just, we even, even if it was just like at home on Saturdays right. or Sundays, yep. on Sundays, we had brunch as a family. Mm-hmm. And so I was just like, I started then um, working for one of the other race companies in town. Cause I was like, I don't know how to put on a race. Mm-hmm. This is outside my wheelhouse. Like, let me just go and work for this timing company and production company and start to learn. And that's always going to just been something where I'll either volunteer or ask for a job mm-hmm. and be like, I want to learn more. How do I do this? And, you know, they're great. I got, I learned a lot from them, worked some very hot and some very cold races, <laughs> but it was, worth it so that in 2014 when the brunch run started i already knew how to do the permitting process mm-hmm. with the city yeah. i knew how to go through getting restaurants to a park and pulling temporary restaurant licenses so and then just going to the restaurants that we were going to for food festivals because i was helping still produce um other events i was like we can just plop this at the end of a race it's a food Mm -hmm. festival and it's a much bigger party and it's fun and we got great swag and people are trying out all these restaurants and so many of the restaurants that have worked with us now and in the past this drove traffic to their Mm -hmm. restaurants where people like oh i haven't been in or i've been meaning to come in and having that opportunity for people to come out try product you know yeah yeah we spent it was just kind of like we can, yeah. Why, why has no one else done this? Like, and I think also just in general, the running industry and the race industry, we are local events and local businesses, but yet we're always oftentimes going to larger companies to get their involvement when there's so many local companies like restaurants that can support smaller events and why not like really support the communities Mm -hmm. that we're in. And that's always kind of been something I love. I've, I love working with smaller businesses and companies and people that are trying to get their, you know, feet underneath them when mm-hmm. we've been like the real deal has been our bloody mix partner for now, almost 10 years. And like, to watch even them grow. And we all kind of joke now, like we all kind of grew up together. <laughs> like, yeah, none yeah. of us knew what we were doing originally. <laughs> yeah. And now it's like, Oh, like how far we've come. We really yeah. did this. And I think that's just was really the catalyst for the brunch run of also then like there should be good food at the finish lines. Like, right. I mean, I, my first marathon at the finish line, there was only Domino's pizza. And I was just like, seriously, a, I don't think I can eat this. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> but like, this is mm-hmm. literally the only option. Right. And yeah, well, uh, you, you made me laugh, Alex and Blair, you can kind of try and guide me when we were in Chicago. One of the funniest things, Alex was every time my wife or I would pull out, we were trying to just get carbs in our body and we'd have pretzels or, or graham crackers. So many dusty pretzels, dusty, dusty, <laughs> dusty snacks. Is so many Blair dusty, crumbly, them. like um, dehydrating of uh, that moisture which, in your mouth snacks. I just was right. like, no more <laughs> crumbly cracker carbs. <laughs> well, and. So to that end, Blair, like Alex, while you were talking through it, like that is often the finisher, like the finisher's food. They give you like, and this is not a shot at like Nature's Valley or anything, but you get like a Nature's Valley bar (laughs) and it's falling apart in your hand. Like you're like trying to eat it. It's just like dissolving as you open it. But yeah, I mean, and it's those little things too, like that 
truly differentiate what types of events or situations are. It's like that 5%, which so many events or different things in life are just like, well, but we don't need that 5%. But really, to your point with what you've done with the brunch run, like that 5% is... 25% of what makes people want to come back to it. They're like, that part was so like, that's a part no one else is thinking about. And and that's a really nice thing to be able to finish a race and have all of these, um, you know, small businesses that excel at the things they do. And it just makes, you know, the entire event so much better at the end of the day. So that that's, that's fantastic that, that you kind of brought all that stuff together. Thank you. And I think it is like, I think in general, the running industry needs to start focusing more on experience, especially at the five and 10 K level, the marathons. Like you look at Boston, you look at Chicago, you look at New York, you look at LA even coming next month. These are big, those marathons have huge followings. Like it's amazing. And then you look at the people at the five and 10 Ks and it's just like, Oh yeah here you go. It's like, but these people are some, for some people, they're never going to run a marathon. They have no right. desire to run a marathon. Yeah. Why can't yeah. we also celebrate at this five and 10 K mark yeah. where this is also where runners are entering the industry. Mm-hmm. I feel like yeah. in general, we really need to celebrate every single finish instead yeah. of just like the marathon. And, you know, I've run my fair share of marathons. I'll probably run another marathon again at some point in time. And it's not hating on the marathon, but I think we just need to really start shifting the perspective that only the marathons and the ultras and all these big distances yeah. are where we need to be celebrating. And that, oh, it's just a 5K. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, for some people, 5K is a huge like milestone yeah. for them, right? You know, so mm-hmm. if you've never been a runner and you finally say, I've run 30 minutes straight, it's a huge deal or yeah. three yeah. miles straight or whatever it is. Yeah. Well, and so, like- yeah even something that I was thinking about while you were saying that stuff, Alex too, is I think that I've been really kind of mindful, like, you know, like IG or or any of our social Mm -hmm. communities, there's, there's always these waves of like the ins and outs. And I don't think anyone does it consciously, but like uh, you had me thinking like, even making the five Ks, the 10 Ks, 15 Ks and things like that, like these almost like healthier events in the sense that like people feel a sense of pride and a sense of joy and a sense of, you know, overall happiness from those events. Like you're also really further making the running community, like a healthier place to be because there, there do a hundred percent tend to be these instances where like it's it it kind of can feel like twenty six point two or nothing, and mm-hmm. to to be able to have this approach of, I think you made the great point of people that are going out and running five k's, ten k's, up to halves and things like that, like making those races feel like equally as fantastic and overall approach and all of those things to those larger events. Like I think that it just will make every runner in the community feel like they're more of a part of a community Mm -hmm. and not a part of a segregated community that is, well, but have, you know, like there's so many posts, I think they go out there that, you know, but, but have you run a marathon? And that's just not a healthy approach for, for anybody in the community. Um, 
to have that as the starting checkbox for, you know, do you align with the things I align with? No, like if you run, you're a runner. And we all, I think, you know, say that quite often. And yeah, I mean, I, I think just trying to really build those spaces out to feel like more welcoming places is, is just going to really make all of the runners feel more like, Oh, this is my community. And I'm not like this other tier Mm -hmm. of runner. Like I'm a runner. That's it. Yeah. And I think there, I mean, I think there's a lot of change that has happened and I think there's still a lot that has to happen where like, I mean, I'd like to get rid of the word jogging. Like it doesn't matter if you're running a 15 minute mile or a five minute mile, you're still running. You're doing the exact same thing. There's absolutely no difference in your body mechanics besides speed. And I think when we use the word jogging, it almost like diminishes the people, people's effort. Like, and that I feel like no one should ever have to feel that way. Like I'm not a very fast runner. Like I've been chasing a two hour PR and the half for almost 10 years now. Mm -hmm. And like, yeah. I'm like, I'm, I will get there eventually. Like, I know that about myself because I'm putting in the work, but like, I'm not going to ever run probably a, a sub four hour marathon. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, right. That's just, that's not like where I'm going to be. And, but I'm still running. I don't jog. And like, I'm like, mm-hmm. the right. jogger is a stroller that I'm going to put my child in one day when I go out for a run. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's the yeah, jogger. That's right. I'm not the jogger. And I think yeah. it's like, you're a runner. And I think it's also just like, you are an athlete. And I think that's just something in general that so many people can identify for themselves that they are an athlete going out Mm -hmm. and doing these things because you're moving your body. If you're making the conscious effort to go out and move your body, you are an athlete because you consciously made that decision. So I think having that athlete mindset, you know, especially if you didn't grow up playing sports or something like that, establishing that as an adult it's definitely mm-hmm. harder to get into because like sure. even i had a friend where it's like athlete like i called her an athlete she's like you called me an athlete and it's like well you yeah. are like mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> that's what you're doing yeah. absolutely yeah. Mm-hmm. um I, ironically literally last night i was watching a video um a friend of mine was being interviewed by uh, somebody else and the video was on youtube and um he said this wonderfully like profound thing which was like they were like so what happened that made you like a better runner a more consistent runner and in the long term a faster runner and and faster is not the end goal but they were just like it's a you know his story is a unique story and they were like what happened um and his answer was such a good answer which was he was like i started taking more ownership over what easy running was like he was like could i run an easy pace 30 or 40 seconds faster than what is recommended hypothetically yes but every time i did that to myself i was compromising my hard efforts right if 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 all of my easy runs are a 4 out of 10 instead of a 2 out of 10 the, the, the run that's supposed to be an eight out of 10 is going to end up being like a six out of 10 because I'm compromising myself all the time. Mm-hmm. And right, really the underscore message of that was like, we all need to get out of the like looking at Strava comparison metric to be like, oh, my slow miles are so much slower. Like he was like, I, his first marathon was a five hour marathon. And what what is it? I think 17 years later, he's had a long running journey, but like 
he ran a 258 and they were like that's a that's a substantial change that's two mm-hmm. hours of change in your running and it's health right like he's like i'm healthier because i i, I got out of my head about the person on the trail or on the sidewalk that do they know I'm running easy? Are they running easy? I'm going to compare myself immediately. Now I'm running faster. Um, I'm fearful of what someone might think or say when they see my paces. And he was like, I, I just had to let go of all those things and just really be dedicated to what my training looks like. And that's a hard place for so many of us to be. But you know, Blair knows this about me right now very well. Like I haven't run in a while because I'm hurt. Mm-hmm. And when I look back, the last marathon cycle I trained for felt very good, Alex. But like by the time I got to that taper, my body was crap. And I think it's because there was a part of me that didn't honor the easy paces as much as I should have honored the easy paces. And there are lessons learned, right? Like that is life. We take lessons and we grow and and that's where my growth is right now. But I think it's important too, for everybody else out there. Like I, I really, it's, it's, it stood with me really strongly when he was like, could I run my easy pace faster? Yes. Should I run my easy pace faster? No. And that that's the thing I do all the time. I'm like, my easy pace is a range of this to this, which means that I have to run at the front end of that range. And that's just not that that's not the case, you know? Um, and, and that speaks volumes to the people that are 5k runners, you know, like there's a guy that when I used to work in a building, Alex, I would see this guy running every day. And he was kind of like my North star before I even started running. And I would look at that guy and be like, he's such a badass. Like that guy, he would run in any weather. Like if there was ice on the sidewalk, I'd see him out (laughs) getting his run in. And I finally got to like talk to him one day and he's like, I run two miles every day. And before I was running, I thought that guy is awesome. He runs two miles every day. It doesn't matter. That's his commitment. That guy is still just as badass to me today as he was before I was a runner. That guy is dedicated he always showed up and there's nothing that should diminish that he's a two mile a day runner. He's a runner period. End of story gets up, gets it in, gets it knocked out. And and that's the way that we should look at just running. Like you said, like it's just, if you're going out and you're putting in the effort, you are awesome. That is all. So. Yeah. That was very well said. Well, thank you. Great. I, this, I, 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 I would have vented or said this somewhere else in some space, but last night I watched that and uh, it was my friend and I was like, that is, I hadn't really arrived at that point for myself. I I, I had, I knew, I knew that something wasn't quite right and I kind of knew what it was, but you know, you hear someone else kind of put it out into the world and you're like, damn, like, that's just so true. Like, I just need to be a lot more comfortable with what running looks like for me and the different seasons of what running is. And, and that's it. I'm still a runner. It doesn't change mm-hmm. that fact. So, yeah. And I but, love that you said just now the seasons that you're in. And I feel like that's a huge part of it. Like, yeah. One conversation we've had amongst like our community a lot, like is what happens when you are injured and when you can't like, do we, sometimes we get so obsessed about calling ourselves a runner, but then sometimes you do get injured. And there's other times you're like, where you don't want to run as much mm-hmm. or yeah. you can't run as much. Like, And it does, that doesn't take away from you being a runner, but also like, what is your identity outside of the sport? And I think there has, 
this is one of those sports where some people you do get your identity very much wrapped up around it. And then when mm-hmm. running is yeah. taken away, it does really impact you of like, cause you're like, who am I? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I can't do these things. I can't do this thing anymore. And yeah. like, I mean, there's some people in our run club that literally only run with us. They don't go out for runs <laughs> on their own. That's not their jam, but they, on Sunday mornings, they show up, they run with us and that is their run. Yeah. And, and, and even if that's still. just because they love brunch or not, they're still doing it. <laughs> <laughs> they're doing like right. a friend, like drags them along and they're right. like, all right, this is now what we do. Yeah. Yeah. Alex, I'm going to say a thing, which is I love when we get to what feels like kind of the ending cap of a pod. And I feel like I've got a bit of a fulfilled, refilled cup of sorts. Um, So I want to I want to give you a big thank you for helping pour some water in a cup that might have been very low before I talked to you today. So thank you for that. Oh, no, this was so much fun and saying like, I think it's always fun to have like amazing conversations with great people because just like a run feels you with like a nice runner's high. I think good conversation does the exact same thing and you like oh. feel energized ending and you're like, oh. like, yes. Yeah. And hopefully everyone listening would give you that same energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just generally enjoyed like listening for what you kind of have learned throughout your journey. So I always love like learning people's like backstories and what they've come across and the lessons that they've, they've learned in life. And I just I think it's really awesome what you've done. And I just really appreciate mm-hmm. you taking the time to like share it with us because it's such a great like community is so needed. And I love that you continue to strive for that where you are and for like the other businesses and people, the nonprofit organizations like that's just amazing. Yeah. Thank you. No, I think. I'm a big believer. I've always thought collaboration is our best, the best thing that we can do across Mm -hmm. the board. And that I don't really believe in competition and Mm -hmm. that like no one's out to get you. No one's your real competitor. If someone else is in the market, we're all then pushing each other to work better, work harder, support each other. And we can all do this together because like it's a rising tide, you know? Yeah. Like, like that, that's going to help us all. If we're all on this, party together like mm-hmm. let's raise all the ships up let's have a party yeah let's right. do this and i love that approach to life mm-hmm. because it makes it way more fun than viewing something as competition and like mm-hmm. yes i will say i've i love competing but most of the time like competing it's like i wanted to see if i can become one percent better today mm-hmm. or than my previous version and i think especially as you get older sometimes like you think that oh i'm not going to be like what i once was where i'm like at this point, I'm like, I feel like I just keep getting better with like, especially in athletics and things like that than I yeah. was. Mm-hmm. Definitely need a lot more recovery nowadays. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I've kind of also kind of come to learn that like, it's okay that if I don't get back to like where mm-hmm. I was, right? Like the mm-hmm. things that we're learning and experiencing in this season of life that we're mm-hmm. in, it's okay if I don't get back to where that was. Look at what I've learned and what I'm gaining mm-hmm. from where I am in this effort now. So yeah 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 um to to wrap up the um video i watched last night of my friend he had one statement which i think was i wrote it down and it was like run today so you can run tomorrow Mm -hmm. which can have a lot of different meanings but for me it was that like every day is not burn down the barn send it all of those things it's be smart and respect 
what you do today so you can keep doing it tomorrow. And I thought that was just a profound thing too. So um, yeah, this has been awesome. And like, yes, Alex, it was so much overdue, but I feel like today was the day that we were supposed to talk, so. Well, now we just we'll need to get make a plan to, to go to Denver. Come out to Denver. That's right. Figuring out. I already was like, when mm-hmm. is the race? <laughs> October 8th is our road race. If you want to come out for the road race, our trail race is up in Beaver Creek on May 14th. It's Mother's Day weekend. Um, so, yeah, come out here. They'll both be. There is always a chance of snow. <laughs> there's a chance of it being beautiful 70 picturesque and there's a chance of snow that's okay too. it could also happen the same both of those weather patterns in the same day absolutely <laughs> so fun. uh it was six it was six degrees here yesterday morning and this morning it was six. 42 that's i don't know crazy. and i'm not in call that's that's not our <laughs> weather alex that's just the world where like, the world is yeah. today That's yeah. right. but well thank you so much um i i i'm gonna talk to you more after this podcast um because you are awesome and i appreciate you but thank you so much for the podcast part i look forward to talking to you more yeah. about all things outside of outside of this space well thank you so much for having me on absolutely we'll we'll talk soon and thank you again all right, we're going to wrap up. I have more things I want to talk about, but we're going to wrap up. We're, we're done. So Part thanks, two. Alex. That's Part right. two. Until next time. Okay, we are back. And because we said the word brunch so much today, Blair, what is our question of the day? I feel like it should be like, what is your ideal brunch, right? Is, like if yeah. you could pick... Yeah. Your ideal combination of foods for brunch. Yeah, right. Just like when we did what would be the, like your ideal like fast food meal and we pulled from mm-hmm. like different places. Now mm-hmm. you can pull from like local restaurants in place. your area that have great brunch. Maybe like something from one and something from another or it could be like family brunch things yeah. that maybe are like family recipes that are but yeah. I like I'm a fan of brunch. I love I like brunch. breakfast for dinner. Yes, I mean, burner. I like breakfast all day long. Like breakfast burner. is one yep. of my favorite meals. Yep. Yep. So thinking about your brunch history and oh. experiences. The problem, Blair, is that pretty much everything that is brunch is so wonderful. Like, well, I really enjoyed when we were in Chicago together, that cute little like pancake place we went the to. original pancake. Yeah. Yeah. Because it had a little bit of everything. Also, mm-hmm. like you could cover everything in cheese. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Which I was like, Literally. I mean, you yeah. can't go wrong with stuff covered in yeah. cheese. I mean, let, I mean, a potato and a, I love a potato. A, a there has to be a form, potato. A I know. Form, a I know. Form, it needs to be crunchy forms. for breakfast. It does need to be crunchy. Yeah. Yes. I feel like either it needs to be like crunchy tater tot situation mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or hash brown. Yeah. So a, a good potato is certainly a good key. potato has to be part of brunch. So I think a place where we may diverge <laughs> is when it comes to the pancake waffle french toast is yes. is fruit is fruit a part of your fruit equation is not, is not part, part of your equation, equation. i right. guess i should let everyone know i love a smoothie but that is the right. only way i consume fruit yeah. 
I don't yeah. like fruit outside okay. of a smoothie. Like I'll well, put all the fruits minus a banana. I hate bananas. <laughs> I can't even tell you how much. I mean, you know how much I hate bananas. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But I hate bananas. Um, but like that's I that's how I consume my fruit is in blended form. <laughs> Well, but that's where we have commonality because that's how I consume my vegetables. We, <laughs> I, I, I mask them in fruit. That's true. Right? I get it. I, yeah. I, I put some vegetables <laughs> in with some fruit. You're right. And I, and I let the fruit completely overrule I, I, the vegetables. So we're here. We're in the same camp in that regard. And So no, I don't want fruit on any of my carbs. Well, sweet or otherwise. <laughs> and I'm not going to really object because the alternatives are cheese or Peanut peanut butter or chocolate chips or anything like that, which Syrup, is or Nutella or exactly. Nutella. Right? These I know, are all like, great. Yeah, <laughs> right. Um, me personally, I am a very big fan of like a cooked apple or a raspberry <gasps> compote or a blueberry syrup or straight strawberries. And On, I am in for all of those things. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> I also can be in on just like some something covered in Nutella or chocolate or peanut butter or Mm -hmm. any of those things. Mm So I'm not all like team fruit on the brunch front over here, but it is a nice, I think it's what I love so much about brunch is you could interpret it in like a hundred ways and it still works. Like Mm -hmm. you get a good sausage or bacon or anything like that. You, you know, I'm, I'm team sausage. So, yeah, well, yeah. and see, I can go, I can go both. Like I love a good sausage patty, but I also like, if you can make bacon in the wonderful, perfect way, then I'm like all in on that. Yeah. Um, I like, um, like, I don't know. I grew up with like pigs in a blanket, which was like yeah. sausage inside of a pancake. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. like, uh-huh. see that. I think that's oh, where I'm team sausage. Oh, oh. <laughs> see, you, you get some, see, like, <laughs> I feel like whoever, <laughs> first presented the concept of let's take a sausage patty and stick it and and wrap it in a pancake and then put that whole thing in syrup yeah that is a vessel that (laughs) truly deserves more credit than it is given oh man yeah yeah well and then the real question is are you team pancake waffle or french toast oh okay so Okay, maybe this is a question for everybody out there. Um, <laughs> here's the thing that happened to me once. Have you ever had a thing, Blair, where you eat a food that you love and then within the next four to 12 hours, you get the flu or you oh, get yeah. some kind and of sickness never and again. you vomit uh, the thing yeah. up that you love? Yes, <laughs> yeah. French toast was my homeboy. I see. My homeboy. <laughs> I loved French toast. Like it you've never was, eaten it since. Oh <laughs> uh, no, I, I've since kind of reestablished a relationship yeah, with French yeah. toast, but it's no longer my ride or die. No, it's no longer no, my ride or die breakfast no. food because I had that one experience, and yeah, I couldn't eat French toast for like ten years after that. No, I understand that. So I. I'm a feeding like feeding therapy is like my thing. Yeah. Like that's what I, I was do actually in the really, realm really of speech sad. therapy. Like, yeah. I was like, devastated with that. I bet happened. you were. All you needed was just one negative experience. And this is what happens. You have one yeah. negative experience, and then yeah, it's hard to dissociate from all the things that happened around that one food that you think will endanger you 
yeah. the next time. Your body's so, like fight or flight. I'm out. It's true. I mean, <laughs> and so here's, I know that you and I have had this conversation. We had this conversation at the original pancake. We did. Getting ready we for did. Chicago. I love a waffle. <laughs> I know it because it's great. effectively a storage <laughs> unit. It's a storage unit for all the things you love. I know. You could take, and maybe this is what we should do, Blair. You could, you could get a big Belgian waffle and you yeah. could make each crevice its own unique flavor train. Like you could put sure some Reese's could. pieces in one, some M&Ms yep. in another, yep. like you just let's, let's go. It's a create your own journey. And you could eat a waffle that has 20 different amazing things as a part mm -hmm. of it. Mm -hmm. And I love that about a waffle. Yeah. Well, you know how there's like French toast sticks? Like why hasn't yeah. anyone come up with waffle sticks? Right. And each waffle stick has its own yeah theme right yeah. so there's like fruit and fruit yeah. infused or flavored sticks and then yeah. there's like the chocolate peanut butter one or the birthday oh. cake flavor one or the savory one that goes with fried chicken for chicken and waffles like yeah all i'll say is pillsbury hit us up <laughs> like we will be your r d for this yeah. for this waffle stick <laughs> well um, i'm definitely team pancake um, I love and pancake i too, yeah. i eat gluten-free most of the time only because mm -hmm. it makes me feel really like much better. But like yeah. finding a gluten-free pancake has been a true challenge. Yeah. But I have found some and they are they are lovely. I do love a pancake. Yeah. I do. Because it gives you the sweet part of your your brunch. And yeah. then I, I really like an omelet. I'm I'm a big fan. Or a I'm breakfast a breakfast sandwich. Of, yeah. Oh my lord. Let's not even oh, I love a breakfast we could go sandwich. so in on a breakfast sandwich. <laughs> it's yeah. Yeah, I really oh. love an omelet because yeah. eggs, cheese, and yeah. I love vegetables. So, like, obviously, there's some of that See, jam and, in there. An omelet is just one more opportunity for me to eat sausage. That's right? true. Right? Yeah, and ham. Just, you can yeah. put something else in it. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> I love a quiche too. Oh, I forgot about a quiche. I love and, a quiche and too. See, see a quiche. <laughs> it has quiche, a pie crust. <laughs> yeah, and a quiche is like so brunch. Like it is. It's so it good. Is, it is a big component of brunch. I love a yeah. I love a I'm, quiche. Mm -hmm. Man, I haven't had a quiche in a minute. I want to formally apologize to everyone out there who was not hungry eight minutes ago. I'm still hungry now. I feel yeah. like the, the dinner I have planned now yeah. will be incredibly disappointing because it won't include <laughs> yeah. a quiche, yeah. which is really what yeah. I want. So now well, I have to figure out how can I incorporate quiche so, into meal plan this week? Yeah. What I'll even say to you is now I've already invited you multiple times, but now you need to abandon your family and come to Christmas <laughs> at my parents' house because my mom makes quiche on Christmas Of course morning. she does because she makes delicious key limes and a cute little yeah, mason jar. Right. Ugh. Right. So, know. you know, your, your husband and your children are not that important. You can just <laughs> leave them. Um, well, I can just tell you that if I do leave for extended periods of time, it'll be a game of survivor who will be left standing. <laughs> I don't like, I don't like your husband's odds in that, in that game. I know. I well, I mean, he's really strong. So I think yeah. I, I do feel like he would win. <laughs> the physical <But> part. <laughs> <laughs> they could break him down mentally though. You're yeah, right. right. They could just drive right. him nuts enough that he's right. like, I give up. Yeah. Right. I'm Baker acting myself. Yeah. Just I'll to put get out away. A formal apology to him ahead of time. Um, no, it's okay. But yeah. Well, um, yeah. Cool. Just everything. I'd um, love to know what everyone else's brunch inputs are. I would, so, I would love. Because I'm always open for that. new ideas. And then last one, I did forget a cinnamon roll. I mean, oh, I love a cinnamon yeah. roll. Serious props to a cinnamon roll. I forgot roll. about cinnamon rolls. But we have, that has become part of our new like brunch tradition. And mm -hmm. 
again yeah. in place of like a pancake, I guess, or a French toast, well, but like but, right uh, out of the oven. There's so warm. many routes. There's a monkey bread. There's monkey bread too. Now, see, I haven't had monkey bread in a really long time. So if I feel like I right. need I'm, to like reintroduce it. And then we had like a brunch inspired potluck at work and someone yeah. brought like donuts that they made out of biscuits. And so it was like okay. a yeah. croissant donut situation. Uh, so like it had the, layers and flakes to mm, catch all the that little cronut. Yeah. It was. Hey. I was like, what is this magic that you have created? I mean, brunch is just so wonderful. <laughs> it truly is. Truly is. Yeah. Yeah. The thing that I love the most, Blair, is we for everybody out there, we went to original pancake. We did. We stuffed our faces. Yep. And then we would leave there. <laughs> Quote, unquote, walk it off, which consisted of maybe only walking A four block. blocks. <laughs> oh, you gave um, us four. <laughs> and only, only, only to then decide that we need to go to Starbucks for hot and chocolate. Get the biggest hot chocolate <laughs> that right, you could that's find. Right, that's right. Hey, all in the name and love of carb loading, everyone. Okay. You tell me that there's carbs right. in a hot chocolate because some things right. that are in it, I'm down. Now, I may never Boston qualify, but I will go to I war sure with some not. people on carb loading. Let's let's just make that understanding. <laughs> well, okay. as long as you don't make me eat dusty pretzels. Dusty pretzels. <laughs> Love a good dusty pretzel. Oh, oh, man. It's okay. Or another banana. <laughs> yeah. No. No. Won't make you do that. That's, Won't make that's you good. do that. Only brunch for carbs. Oh. All right, everybody. Well, please tell us... I, just just go just if Any you want to just I mean, message like, yeah, us so share some like family your... recipes i'd really yeah. like to incorporate more of them into my weeknight yep, yep, yep. <laughs> give up dinner altogether and just make brinner oh uh, yeah forever huh, the days that i would get home from school mm-hmm. and wait for my mom to get home from work and then only to realize that tonight she was gonna make waffles or pancakes or french mm-hmm. toast and it was mm-hmm. like this is the dinner lottery like yeah. this is this is yeah. truly its finest, you know. Yeah, um, we're definitely big fans of chicken and waffles. So, you know. Oh, my God. Give me a fried chicken and a waffle. That's and just, right. And then a tater tot and yeah. a scrambled egg. Yeah. Boom, winning. I, I, I love to. I said we were going to wrap up and then I went right back in. <laughs> I love to like a good honey butter to go with the chicken and the waffle. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got to have, again, sweet and savory, yep. like oh. all the texture magicness. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. have to go downstairs now and. Ask if yep. chicken and waffles can be somehow worked into the week. Football season, everyone, is over at this house for about six um, weeks. So I'm excited. Well, for the Super Bowl, maybe you guys should do chicken and oh, waffles. Oh, that's for the a good Super idea. Bowl. Yeah. Or we could do brunch for the Super Bowl. Yeah. We're always so much about like nachos and no, go Brenner. Like go, hit the Brenner for the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I feel like that is a well, good uh, Yeah. What if? You flip the slider game on its head Make and it you breakfast. made a breakfast sandwich slider. I'm for it. I'm already thinking breakfast sandwich slider. That sounds great. I mean, a quiche is going to have to show up yeah, to the party. Right. right. RSVP quiche. Yeah. You hear me? Yeah, right. I know. Okay. I feel like this is great. This is a great idea. Yeah. I'm going to send you pictures of our brunch Likewise. on Sunday Get Everybody, <laughs> just so you're all aware, the next seven days of Blair and I text messages. It's only going to be food brunch. ideas. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Oh my goodness. All right. Well, everybody, we hope that you guys are doing great. Yes, we really Please go eat some breakfast food. Tell us what you think. Yep. And uh, yeah, we'll be back soon. So 
keep on keeping on in the words of Joe Dirt. I love Joe Dirt. <laughs> he is inspirational for anything. I mean, and with a mullet like that, he's got to love a brunch, you know. I know. I got bet to. it's a big deal for him. Yep. Yeah. All right, everyone. Until next time, we will talk to you guys soon. See you later. Thanks for listening to For Your Run, a podcast brought to you by For The Run. Special thanks goes out to all of our supporters on Patreon, whose contributions and support help us put this all together and get it out into your ears. If you're interested in becoming a member of the For Your Run pod family, you can learn more at patreon.com slash foryourrun. We hope this has been a pleasant break in your day, and we look forward to you bringing us along for your next run or whatever it is you have going on in your life. Till next time, run with heart, and we'll talk to you soon.